Welcome to the Healthy Charleston Podcast, where we help you take ownership of your health and fitness. My name is Hannah, and I am here to be your source of accurate health and fitness information while spreading awareness about all of the different health and fitness resources available to you in the Charleston area. Be sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. I hope you enjoy the show. Mad Park is on a mission to shift the generational barriers of health that directly affect our community. And on today's episode, I got to talk with the founder, Stephanie Harvey, about the story behind Mad Park. Health has always been important in Stephanie's family, and Mad Park is designed to teach more families and communities how and why to prioritize their health, starting with the kids and the schools. Mad Park is all about giving underprivileged communities access to fitness, nutrition, health, and wellness resources and education. I really love talking with Stephanie today and learning about this awesome organization. This is really on us as a community to show up, help out, and volunteer, and I know you'll feel the same way after listening. So before we start, please subscribe, follow us on Instagram so you can stay up to date. And now, Stephanie Harvey with Mad Park. What's up, Stephanie? Good morning. Good morning. Thanks so much for coming on. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. I'm so grateful. You got your water. You got your matcha. Yeah, we're, we're good. good to go. <laughs> I have to know what's your what's your matcha order. Um, so it's just the matcha with oat milk and then the sweet cream foam. I don't get any sweeteners or anything, so it's just that's it. I've never thought about adding the sweet cream foam. Yeah. I feel like that adds a little enough where I don't feel like I need to. I don't like all those syrups and stuff. So Yeah, it's either I'm like, I just literally want you to give me like a drop of vanilla, (laughs) but then they like push down so hard. And I'm like, it's either that or I feel like I'm drinking grass. Are you a coffee drinker? I used to drink coffee um, for a long time to the point where like they knew my order, they knew my name. Yeah. As it was a drink that I, I probably might like similar to the same thing I always get. They were suggesting like, oh, I think you should try this stuff. And right. I also realized I spent too much money and I was consuming too much sugar at the time. So then I just, I worked for um, Adidas and so they had sent me to help um, facilitate their, the Boston Marathon. Mm. Cause they for the the event space and so like after that I was like I can't drink any more caffeine, and I stopped after that. Oh my goodness! When was that? This was, oh, when was this? Was this twenty seventeen? Oh wow! 18? This you've been off coffee for a while. Yeah. Good for you. What's it like? <laughs> um, I feel like I, the matcha and stuff, and I do like adaptogen coffee. The is it Ross Rasa R A S A? Oh, I don't know. I don't do the cat. I don't do the actual like okay. coffee. Um, I just I was on it for so much, and it was just my I feel like my body was consumed with it that I mm-hmm. was like I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Sometimes I'm tempted. I think I was someplace yesterday. And I was like, I feel like I should go back on coffee. I was like, I'm not gonna do that. Once you go back, it'll, it'll be hard. It's just such a warm hug in the morning, you know. But can you tell our listeners what you do here in Charleston? Um, so I um, run a nonprofit um, called Mad Park. So I'm the founder and executive director. Awesome. So you got a lot of different roles, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what is Mad Park? Um, so Mad Park is simply um, a health and wellness based organization. That focuses on shifting the generational barriers of health that are directly affecting youth and families. Um, so simply what that means is we realize so many people in our community lack the uh, understanding and resor- they don't have the resources when it comes to making their health a way of life. Um, so our, our job is to create that. Um, so we have three programs that we do with like first through sixth grade. We have a nutrition program, an emotional wellness program, and a fitness program. And so these are kind of like our, our key tools to helping them learn more about their emotions, about like why movement is important how to be a good team player how to have listening skills understanding body awareness like what is the food like why should we have it like what is breakfast why should i eat it what does it do for my body and like teaching them the tools so that way as they get older they no longer have to wait until they're a certain age to learn but learning now so that way they'll be able to make the necessary choices for their life to be better I feel like adults should take this class. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's funny. Adults are like, do you do you have anything for us? And I was just like, that'll come later yeah. once we get more people on board. 
that's like part of the long term goal. But right now we're in like our beginner stages. So like our foundation right now is the youth. They are the next generation. If we don't set them up for success, we'll be doing them a disservice, and especially when it comes to health and wellness. Yeah, start with the kids. I feel like all the things you just listed are so valuable across any age, mm-hmm. you know, that um, I'm excited to get more into that. But first, I want to talk about you and your journey and your story and what led to you founding and creating Mad Park. So first I want to say, I did not know I was going to start Mad Park at <laughs> all. I went to school for fashion and retail management. So I thought I was just going to be like a dope fashion designer. You still can be. Yeah. Life is long. You got this it. Is, this is true. <laughs> But I was just like, I'm going to New York. I can't stay in Charleston. And like, I literally was positioning myself because my, my goal was to have a sneaker store and then have my own sneaker brand. So I had like gone to um, Footwear News Summit and I had like sat down with like the um, the CEO of Brooks Running, like made good connections with like the Calvin Klein designer. I was like, I'm about to do this. And then like things kind of just changed. This was like 2016. So things just like kind of changed because I was like, oh, I really want to like have my heart set on doing something. And that was not where I was going. Um, but to go further, further back um, as a child, Health and wellness has always been like something big for me. My parents were really big on it. My dad was really big on fasting and praying. Um, my and parents, walks, right? Yes, my literally on a walk right yeah, now. <laughs> my dad takes he walks four miles every day. If anything, you will not hinder his walk. It is physical and mental health. Like if you go on a long walk without your phone, you will understand. It's one of the best things you can do for your body and your brain. Yeah, see, my dad was born with like a heart, and I mean a hole in his heart, and he had been in the hospital. So he was like four years old. So I think there's only certain things that he can do. And so like walking is one of the things he can do that won't like negatively impact anything. Um, so he will always just walk. So like that's something if like he looks forward to. I think a lot of like the weight training, if he doesn't have somebody to really help him, he's not going to do it because like he doesn't, he's not sure like what that will do for him. But walking is something I feel like if he does nothing else, he will do that. Love that. He, and he's so consistent with it. I I think I learned that from my dad, like the consistency, because like it doesn't matter if somebody has something to do, you're going to handle it because I need to go on my walk. Mm-hmm. Or he'll be like, okay, I'll go on a shorter walk now and then I'll go on my longer walk later. And then like he sets his time, don't bother him. He's not going to answer his phone and that's it. But my dad's always been like, why even care about like health like i was saying like he was really big on fasting um so like i used to fast in like third grade because like my dad was fasting and like he got me into like organic foods and we would always go to earth fair so it was just like always um something i really cared about to the point that i was like i can't eat school lunch and so i would bring my own lunch to school all the time for the simple fact that like oh this food is not that great and i can realize that it's not that great and so my parents like yeah if you want to bring your own lunch cool like they just they didn't like stop me or hinder me they're just like whatever you want to do like we'll do it and so like those kind of like paths kind of made a difference in my life in terms like my mom she always like made home-cooked meals and so like if we ate fast food, it'd be like a treat type of situation where it was never like oh like let's always just go eat out it was just like it was only a special occasion if we did. My mom always cooked and we always had food where like for snacks and everything else. So I think my parents really built that foundation of like eating whole foods and like learning how to take care of your body and like being able to know the difference between like process and like actually having like home cooked meals and everything. So I think we talk about like how I was able to get to like Mad Park. It started with them, and my so my dad had a homemade gym he made at the. Um, it's like before it was cool. He had a home gym. So my parents are pastors. So like the church helped him get a lot of fitness equipment, which is crazy. Like a tread, like treadmills and like everything. I don't know how they did this, but and it, and they helped him like put it in. So mm-hmm. like he had it upstairs. Him and my brother would invite a lot of the people, like a lot of the boys in the community, to come and work out just to keep them out of trouble, give them something more positive to look forward to. And so like seeing that and having opportunities where like I could work out and like watching my dad, watching my brother, like watching a lot of the, like the kids in the community. I feel like that kind of like gave me some incentives of to, in terms of 
like what movement looks like and like why that's important and then like why it's important to like make sure the community knows like about that as well and seeing like the difference it made in, in other people's lives who weren't related to me. After that, being like my my dad, my mom as well, um, and then my brother, my sister, and she was an athlete. And so she used to work for the city of Charleston recreation facilities. And like I would volunteer all the time. So like being a part of that and then like seeing like my dad that kind of like made a big difference in my why and then my brother got killed my senior year in high school oh my god i'm so sorry and um i, I tell this i tell the story all the time and not to um bring any sorrow but i think this just shows like the greatness of like yes my this happened to my brother and like this was my experience but like it made such a big difference in my life that like it inspires me I get to say great things about like how great my brother was. And so like, I always want to share this story because it, it means so much to me. And I'm so glad I can say it without crying. Except for at one point it was like really, really hard. Mm-hmm. But um, after he got killed uh, my senior year, um, the biggest thing that I got inspired by was what he had done for the community. He had talked one young man into going back into school. He took him to school every day. There was a young lady. Um, her parents couldn't afford to like um, pay for her cell phone bill, but she was off in college, so he paid her cell phone bill. There was a young man who had got killed in our community, and he paid for the suit because the family could not pay for it for his body. And so when we went to go get his suit back when it was a Blue Steens um, on King Street, they was like, yeah, no, like, We'll, like it's free because like he did this and I was like dang like I did not know that my brother was doing all these different things for all these people and like it showed you how much it means to like you don't have to be like famous or do all these like, grand things but just like the little things you do for people in the community makes a big difference and like it impacts them and it helps them to be better so I think those like things that the stories that I heard of like how great like he impacted another person's life and like they felt the need to share that and honor him um with his death was just like empowering to me because it it made me think of like how can I impact the community and what should that look like and so for a while I kind of was like trying to figure out like what should this look like and why and I got really big into health and wellness which made sense because like that was like my family's like the core of like who they are. Um, and I was working in operations at Adidas um, and I started really getting into like herbs and like aromatherapy. And I would always just like help a lot of the my team. Anytime like one of the females had like their cycle or anything or a headache, like I always had something for everybody and not realizing like this was be something I would potentially be doing I think I originally thought I was going to like have my own business doing like having my own apothecary I have so many sneakers and sneakers, <laughs> it's like apothecary, apothecary. <laughs> um and then I left Adidas and came to the vitamin shop and then when I came to the vitamin shop I think that was like the aha moment for me and I realized so many people in the community did not know anything about their health because like everyone would come and ask me questions as if I was like you know, like their doctor. And I was like, it made me study more. And then I ended up getting my certification as a holistic nutritionist, health and wellness coach. I feel like it it did propel me. And I realized like, dang, I need to do something to like really help the community because like people should not only be coming here to like be asking questions and like they don't even know like basic things. Or sometimes they think that like just taking vitamins and minerals is gonna be like the solution to their problem. And like that's not even the case. So it's just like that just sparked me being like, dog, like before that, I met some I met a guy and he was really into health and um but I I didn't like him as much. But <laughs> <laughs> he he did something that just threw me off and but he was like really on fire about like making stuff happen for himself. And I feel like that also lit a fire up in me. And so I ended up like deciding to just go for it. And I had got inspired by um, not just him, but 
a um, fitness instructor and yoga instructor in Chicago. They were doing like free community workouts. And I was like, man, I want to bring that here in Charleston. And then I was like, I'm going to just do it. And so then I found somebody to help me like plan everything. And then like I like called my sister and was like, hey, I need a graphic designer. And my niece, which is her daughter, was trying to connect me to this person because, like, they were all, like, kind of, like, family friends. And then my sister ended up solidifying the connection. And that took a year. Oh, and I was like, hey, I'm going to name it Matt Park. I literally don't know the details. I just want it to be colorful. Don't get me brown or black. <laughs> this is for the community. This is health. And then, like, they just, like, gave me the love. I was like, oh, my God. This is, this great. is amazing. Yeah. First try. I was like, you guys are awesome. Like, you're so creative. And yeah. After that, we like I was like, oh, we need the flyer, blah blah blah. And we ended up getting some trainers. I found like people I just was searching on social media. So I found her name was Chantel. She did our first um, workout, and, and you then, just like asked them. Yeah, you I found think, them, and you're like, hey, can you I, come I think I reached out to her. I think I emailed her. I found her on like Instagram. Yeah, and then we asked like Reggie from um, Fast. And I had already met him when I working at Adidas. So I was like, I have to have him. Yeah, um, because he's kind of. His foundation kind of is like how we started, where he was just doing a lot of stuff, you know, out in the community, a lot in like in the parks and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So I was like, he understands and I want to have him be like, so the, he was part of the first three months. And then I was like, oh, I got to keep going. Like, I can't stop. Because I was like, oh, man, like, what am, what did I just get myself into? Because typically I get in my head about things and then I will like overanalyze stuff and not do it. And it was the first time I had like actually just went for it. I didn't have any plan. I was just like, I just like, this is the idea. And like, this is what I wanted to be. And then I just like kept going. And then like, now we're here today, like and having this conversation. Yeah. Um, so after that, I ended up meeting, um, his name is Q. Oh, I reached out to my old neighbor who was uh, running and overseeing a nonprofit in DC. And she was like, you should meet Q. Like, Q Miller? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and she was like, you guys, like, what you want to do is an alignment. And I ended up having a conversation with him. And, like, he ended up becoming, like, one of our board members. Off the gate, we were just, mm -hmm. like, on the same page. And me and him were talking about it. I think I asked him after our first event. I was like, I just want you on the board. I feel like you would be such a great asset. And then when me and him discussed, we were just like talking about how we should do more. And then I like called and emailed like every principal at every school. Cause I was like, we should be in schools. Heck yeah. And I looked at Mean Street Academy and I knew the um, assistant principal and I called at like seven o'clock in the morning. And I was like, hey, it's like, you know, vice um principal like Siobhan there can I speak to her and she was like oh hey Stephanie I saw the blah, blah, blah you guys on like social media I saw you doing the community and I was like yeah like we want to work with your kids and like I want to see if like there's something we can do and she's like I'm gonna connect you to uh, the person in charge for the summer program and then like I think a month later she contacted us and we ended up doing four weeks at Meeting Street Academy and I was like oh we've never done a program mm -hmm. We're just going to, I like literally <laughs> was, yeah, I I was like, Q, I just need you to do like the fitness, create the fitness program for the kids, like just four weeks. It's just one it day. It was every day? It was only two days a week. Okay. I'm so like, that's like, a lot. One day of nutrition and then one day of fitness. That's cool. And so Q did like the fitness and then I did the nutrition and I kind of was like trying to keep it like simple and it was it was a hot mess, but <laughs> the kids didn't realize it. Kind of was just like going with the flow. I think in the midst of it, we started to f finally create something that was more sustainable. And like I think the last two weeks, we started like we had added a culinary component to it. And I was like, oh wait, I think the kids like this. Oh yeah. And then I That's asked the idea. teachers for their for their feedback. And I was like, you should stick with that because like the kids love to like be interactive. This was our first our first time even like teaching like cute teachers but i think like teaching kids is a whole nother like ball game so i was just like man like us doing this with the kids like this is so new i'm not a teacher but like we're gonna figure this out mm -hmm. and then they were like we're so impressed like we love what you guys are doing and then they asked us to be a part of their after school program for the entire school year oh wow that's amazing and this is we started in march this is maybe 
April. This is 2021. Yeah, April and May. And then I think at the end of June is when we did the summer program. So this is a short amount of time of us like starting the organization and then like being able to like get into a school and then like being able to like be in the after school. And I was like, I'm okay, I'm not going to stop. And so like anytime we had an opportunity like to set up a table, I set up a table. We end up working with like Deer Park Middle that same year. And then there was, I think, another organization we started working with. And then it just became like making connections at that point. And he was like, I'm just going to, we did. So we didn't stop with it. I want to go back. Sorry, I go on tangents. So I'm going to try not to do that. You're great. You're fine. So let me go back. So I, when Q started, he was like, I just want to say like, I can, I can link you with as many trainers because I know a lot of the trainers here in Charleston. And so I was like, I want to make sure we're still sticking with our foundation and doing like the community workout. So for the entire year, we still did it. So like we did it twice um, a month. I think there was one month in November that that first year we didn't do it. And then, but we went back in like December and still finished off. So where did you do the workouts? On Hampton Park. Okay. Yeah. It was outside of Hampton Park. Um, Actually, you're supposed to like get a not a permit. You have to fill out a form. We did fill out the form in the beginning, but um, we had such a hard time with like a lot of the people there that were in charge. I was like, I'm not going to continue to do this. And I was hoping <laughs> that nobody. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I'm hoping that nobody like comes and like tells us to like we need to like leave the park, or whatever. I'm just gonna like <laughs> we're just gonna take a chance because they told us no. I think the month that Reggie was supposed to do it, they told us no. And then nobody was out there. So I was like, we're still going to do this. And ever like after that, I was like, I'm not going to continue that. So we just kind of just showed up, like had the flyers and everything, like like pushed it as much as we could. I went to like every like um, smoothie shop and places that I could think of. I even went to Barnes and Noble. So I like passing out to people. Barnes and Noble? Yeah. <laughs> I, <didn't laughs> I was like, hey, still open. <laughs> I was like, hey, if you guys want to like, come we're having like a workout like a lot wanna... of kids i mean go there i feel like they do get like a lot of kids in there they have kids programs so they were like oh we don't really have a place for your flyer but like i'll let people know but like i i think i was just like i just want to get people in here mm-hmm. and i don't know like what i'm doing but we're going to figure it out as yep. we go um and so i think it was very fruitful for us in the beginning because originally our our goal was just to create a space for people to move and like for people to have access to like health and wellness. And then it narrowed down to our job is to shift the generational barriers. Like this is a generational thing. And it's not just simply like, oh, you learn, but it's like, how can we help you make health a way of life that like, we're just like the conduit. We're not here to where you're relying on us, but we're here to help you where you know what to do. And then you get to teach other people. And like, it becomes like a domino effect of like everyone around you being able to like live in a space of health and wellness that's that's healthy. And like, not like in an abusive manner where you're like, you know, dieting and like all these other, yeah, yeah. Where it's just like, how can you learn like, body awareness, what your body needs, and, like, get to the basic and foundations of you and be able to, like, implement that within, like, your family and, like, your friends. And so I think that's, like, what it took a a year or two years to kind of realize, like, what we really wanted to do because I think last year was just a wash year of, like, me making just endless endless mistakes. (laughs) Um, Like, what kind of mistakes? Partnerships, I think, uh, like last year, I, I, I have like so many ideas, but I have to like realize like reel okay, it in, yeah. You need to focus on one thing at a time, and yes, you might want to do this, but this is not the time or the season for that. And I had to like come, I have a come to Jesus moment about like you don't really need to like do all this right now. Like everything will come. That's why you develop like a five, 10 year plan. So you can actually like. You were trying yeah. to do like everything now. Yeah. And my mentor was like, you just want everything like tomorrow. And I was like, I yeah. know. And I just need to stop this. And, and then so, you're not doing anything. If you try to do everything, you're not going to do anything. And I had like six people say like, either you're going to do like five things 
like kind of well mm-hmm. or one thing really well. Mm-hmm. And so I had to really listen. I was burning myself out because I we got into an office space. And also, sorry for anybody listening, if I'm like going in so many directions. No, you're great. Yeah, I love um, the story. But we got into like a shared office space last year and they were like, 15 to 20 other nonprofits that are doing great things here in Charleston. So, like, I literally, like, sat down with, like, the first person I sat down was, like, the executive director of Greenheart. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, I just want to sit down. Matter of fact, I came up to him because I was like, I was, in my mind, I was like, I'm going to email him. And he ended up being at the office. I was like, hey, Jesse, I want to, like, talk to you. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to see you. I can set up a meeting. I want to, like, learn more about funding and finances. And, like, he, like, sat down with me for, like, like 25 to 30 minutes and like literally just like gave me a lot of gems mm-hmm. and then I didn't stop with him I sat down with like the executive director of um be a mentor and um a more healing and like a few other nonprofits that excelled in areas that I didn't because I was like if I'm gonna do this I need to be intentional about it and I need to be really good but on top of me doing that I also was like trying to create a whole partnership with like people that didn't align we weren't in alignment and so i ended up having to like walk away from like something that i was the brainchild of and like just let people have it because Mm. i was just like when you have to know who you should be working with you have to have discernment to know like is this person are these groups of people going to be able to like is their mission and like what they care about in alignment to like what we care about as an organization and not like not rush. You have to like really pay attention to people. Finding the right people is the most difficult, but the most important thing. The Healthy Charleston podcast is brought to you by Made to Move Physical Therapy. Made to Move Physical Therapy specializes in helping you get out of pain and get back to doing what you love. We offer relationship-oriented, one-on-one, individualized care to all of our clients, and we believe in putting the patient's needs first. If you'd like to work with me or any of our other physical therapists at Made to Move, check out the link in the show notes and get 10% off of your first session. We have locations throughout Charleston, Mount Pleasant, West Ashley, Somerville, and Daniel Island. Don't waste another day stuck in your pain. Follow the link and schedule an appointment today. I really should have just been focused on like getting the programs and everything in order for the next school year. But I was trying to do like two things at once. And that's business. I mean, like you were driven so much by passion and it was like, <laughs> I'm going to figure it out along the way. And then all these opportunities start and you're like, well, I'm going to do them all. And I feel like that's part of the the learning process of like, oh, okay, I tried to do that. Now it it shows you what really matters. Yeah. And I think that like there's always – Maybe regrets or like mistakes, but those mistakes are what put us on this path. Yeah, I don't regret it. I'm I'm so thankful that like all of those things happened last year exactly. because I feel like it helped me help the organization grow in a better light. So I was like, man, I'm so happy, and I I still love those people to to this day. Like I, we literally talked this year, and I was like all like it's all love but i think i had to go through that and also realizing like i need to speak up and like let my voice be heard and not let people you know run over me and like or allow myself to be intimidated by people and realize like i'm in charge of this organization and so like i have a voice and a say so of what happens and i don't have to allow people to just do things and so like i had to come to realization like I have to speak up. I have to just say yes or no and like let my yes be yes and my no be no. Mm -hmm. And I think that was just like a transition for me because like I don't want to like, I didn't want to offend anybody, but it's just like I have to get beyond that. I also have to be able to ask things because it's not about me. Like it's about the organization. Mm -hmm. It's about the community. It's about the kids. It's about the family. So it's just like I had to like get over myself last year and like realize like this yeah like put Stephanie to the side like this is all mad park and so like everything who we align ourselves with how we do business and sticking to like what is our mission and like only doing things that align with our mission that's smart just like continuing to use that as your north star you know it's cool sitting here hearing your mission of shifting generational barriers of health and like the reason that a huge reason that you are doing that is because 
your parents and your family plays such a big impact on health. And like, obviously I'm, I'm super biased and I think health is like, should be number one priority. You know, if you don't have your health, it doesn't matter what else you have because you're going to be sick or you can't function. And yeah. it's cool already to see the fact that health was so important to you and your family, the ripple effect of now you getting to go and your brother getting to go share that priority and teach other people. Yeah. And like, that's like, that's the thing. And that's what you're trying to teach so many kids is like, what is health and how do you take care of yourself and why is it a priority? And I feel like most of the people that I podcast health was taught to them. It was a big part of their family. Like Mm -hmm. Lauren Vega was the last podcast and her parents were like yoga instructors when she was in high school. And I think those things make such a big impact on who we become in our professional careers that I just think like you're already, you're making such a huge impact because health was so important to you and your Mm -hmm. family. So now imagine if 50% more of the kids prioritize health, that is just going to, to trickle down and change so many people's lives. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, that was just so awesome that you just got like everything that I feel like <laughs> I didn't know if I was saying it correctly. And you're like, you got this it. This is exactly what you're saying. I get it now. Yeah. And I, I, I piggyback off of like what you're saying. Like my parents, my family is a big part of like the why. And I think I want to make sure like kids and families were able to receive what I had because had I had not had that, I wouldn't be here today. Um, and so like your foundation is so important. I think wanting people to like understand that and realize that and like help them set a stronger foundation when it comes to health and wellness. It's like, I think what we want to make sure we're striving to do as an organization, because I want to see people thrive and not survive. Yes. Heck yes. I love that. So last year was like a figuring it out. What is this year? And like, what are your, you have a lot of different programs (laughs) What does that look like? I'm so interested to learn, like, what is it like to teach a kid what a carb is? And I just want to dive in. What are your, what's what's going on now? Oh, so I can give, let me give you an example of, like, what our last quarter was about. So our last quarter um, was focused on vitamins and minerals. Um, like, last, our first school year of doing our program was just, like, a nine-week that we did with each grade. Hmm. Um, what grades are we so this was second through fifth grade last year. Okay. And so they all, we, we had each grade last year for nine weeks. And so they had one day of nutrition and one day of fitness with us at Meeting Street. Um, and so like they all got to go through the same things because we were just like, we, this is our first time doing this. Let's just keep this as simple as possible. And so it was just like, they we learned, they learned about greens. Um, we talked about like breakfast. We talked about like why snacks are important. Um, we talked about like, we introduced like one vitamin, which is like vitamin C. Um, and then there was like one other thing that we really talked about. And then they also got like a readings as well. Like it was like a comic book. I wanted to give them like a, something fun. So I had, I, our first intern last year, her name is MD. Shout outs to MD. I love her so much. Um, I was like, hey, I want to create this. And so she created like a fun um, comic style That's um, reading for the kids that like they would enjoy and want to like have. Yeah. Like, we had like little questions or like, we had like where they can draw. And so it's just like each like each week they had that for their for both the nutrition and um, the fitness. And so, like, nutrition, so, for example, we talked about, like, vitamin C, and so we talked about, like, what that was, and, like, why does that even matter? And most of the kids knew what vitamin C was because of the fact that, like, they just know that their parents made them take it in a gummy or something like that. (laughs) But they didn't really know, like, what that was. Well, they, like, like, grew up with COVID, too. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, like, oh, yeah, vitamin C, for sure. Right. So, we actually, our session was built upon, like, us talking about juice, and so we talked about vitamin C and juice. And then we, we focused on like what um, processed juice was mm. versus fresh pressed juice. And then like the ingredients were all vitamin C based. And then we talked about like our immune system. And so like they actually got to do a taste test of like the difference between like drinking a Minute Maid mm-hmm. juice or 
a fresh pressed juice mm-hmm. and like we showed them like what it looks like to have like a slow juicer so we actually had a juicer mm-hmm. they actually got to make juice they got to taste the difference oh, that's between, so fun like, yeah and they also got to experience like something that they probably wouldn't have and had they had not been in our session mm-hmm. and so like that would be like what our like nutrition last year looked like mm-hmm. and then last year we would have the reading so they would read before they came to us so that way when we can when we started our session and they knew exactly like what we were doing, what to look forward to. So like say we had a day on hit, we had a hit session. So like they learned about like what is high intensity. And so mm-hmm. like we had like little circuits. Yeah. Um that like Q did. I was like, I'm just gonna keep what you did. And so yeah. like, <laughs> they had we had like the rope. Mm-hmm. And then like they they went to each session for like a, a short amount of time. We had the music playing, it had like the speaker and like we talked about like the fact that like we won't give up. And so like we talked about what it was in the beginning and then like it's like what is like why is that important? And I was like, get stronger. Like, yeah, we wanna get strong. Oh. Um and then like we would go in and then we'd have a little break and then like we'd keep going and we'd talk about like like what did you get out of it and like their experience and so last year was more so of like introducing and then like fine-tuning like what we should really be doing with our program and then like this school year um we were a little more intentional after like kind of like we also had them do a questionnaire at the end of last year just to see, like, what they like, what mm-hmm. they didn't like. Um, and so, like, this year we focused more so on their short-term memory. Mm. So, like, for our nutrition session, we only, they only learned two main things. And we didn't do the readings as much this year um, because, like, we I was like, we need to get a teacher who can, like, help us because every grade, their reading level is different. Mm-hmm. And so this this year, the school lost a lot of teachers. Oh, so man. they were surviving off of just substitutes. So we had, instead of one grade at a time, we had like two to three grades in one session. And instead of like us having someone there to help supervise, it was just us. Yeah. And so it was like a lot of pivoting mm-hmm. this school year of like how we wanted, like what to do when this happens again mm-hmm. or if we have multiple because it's not going to always like be how the do same. we adapt yeah right. and so we did the short term focus on short term memory so i'm going to give you an example of one of our lessons this year so we had vitamin k day so we talked about like two things are like why vitamin k was important and we talked about this like the master blood clotter and then we talked about how it builds strong bones and then we did um we did two games so we learned that oh we need to do more interactive Mm -hmm. like like experience driven right yeah so one game was um like name that food so we had to describe a certain food that was that had a rich source of vitamin k okay try me can you do one so (laughs) it's blue and squishy and you can put it in a smoothie blueberry yes yes <laughs> squishy got me <laughs> that's so fun though i bet they love that and so it i was like how do you break these things down mm-hmm. into no pun intended like bite-sized small but yet still like getting the main point across mm-hmm. to second graders who you're right are very different than fifth graders who are very different than 13 year olds. And I feel like that would be a big challenge of just like adapting all of the knowledge and resources to each grade level. But it is like you're teaching the most important thing that should be in all of these schools. Mm -hmm. I don't know what your education like PE was like, but I grew up in Louisiana and then I moved to Tennessee and I remember the parachute day. I remember kickball, which I hated. I just was not an organized sports gal. Ball. Hated. Oh my gosh, hated. <laughs> now I'm like, let's go. And then we had a cooking class. Have you ever had puppy chow? Mm-mm. It's like chocolate, sugar. Oh, I've seen it. And yes. that's what we made. And I'm like, it was great. As a 12-year-old, I was like, I love sugar. Um, love me some puppy chow. But like that was my health class. And now I I hear even more of like they're taking PE out of schools or taking recess or taking health education. So I'm like, well, then what really matters? This kid is learning algebra, but they don't know how to take care of their bodies and their their health. That I I love that you your mission you're really getting it back into schools in a way that's fun. Yeah, and you think the fact that like kids 
are not meant to sit down for long periods of time. Nobody is. Yeah. Like they don't they they actually will not thrive at their peak if they're not kind of moving their bodies, like being able to just like get up and just do something with their friends outside. Like and like the impact of like what fresh air and sunlight mm-hmm. just does to just human beings in general. And so like it's it's a contradiction sometimes with schools because they really want kids to excel and always talk about their education and their concern. But like health and wellness is a big proponent of that. Like the food that you feed the kids for breakfast is going to play a key role of like their ability to be able to focus in class or like if they're getting like high sugary foods and then their blood sugar and then they're going to crash and fall asleep like there's just so many pieces and so it's hard because you have teachers that don't they're not educated on their health they're not they don't understand how to listen to their bodies and they're just trying to survive too because they're probably overworked Yeah, yeah and it's like i can give an example like for my nephew he um he's in he's four now okay but he was in he's he was in cd but i think he was like in another the year before that but they gave him like um french toast and then cereal and then like he threw up and we had to come and get him from school one that was just too much sugar you're eating like saturday brunch every day as a kid for school it was it's too much and then like it's it's hard to tell like a teacher like the food that you're giving this child is actually not conducive for them to thrive successfully in school from like eight a.m. to like three p.m. Oh my God, it's so long. Yeah. And like I so Amelia Street last year had us come and visit because we were in talks about like seeing if we can do some more stuff during the day, and like the PE teacher was like really an advocate for us to like be more involved and see if we can even help with their PE sessions because like what we do is a little bit different from what they do during the school day. And so, like, they had us come just to see, like, what happens, like, during their sessions and also seeing what they have during lunch. And so, I would watch a lot of the kids literally throw their food. As soon as they get it, they throw it in the trash. So, imagine this child is, like, not even receiving, like, any nutrients for a long period of time throughout the day. And if they do get a snack, it's, like, goldfish or something that's mm-hmm. not even going like to raise grams. Yeah. It's not going to sustain them. They're getting hangry, which is also causing behavior issues. And then we're stating, like, this is a problem, child, where we're not actually getting to the root of the issue. And How then- many kids have been diagnosed with ADD or problem kids are like thrown out of class and they're just like fueled with sugar. They're sitting in a desk all day and they're just like not given the tools they need to thrive. And then they're being told that something is really wrong with them. Right. And then we put, it's almost like what happens a lot of times even with like hospitals and not saying like doctors and everyone, they're all important. But sometimes we we put a mask or a band-aid and not actually getting to the root and the solution of the problem. We're kind of like, well, like we can't deal with this. And so like we're just going to put you on this so that way like we can be able to function and teach our class because like this is too much. And so like I've seen that so often and it, it's hard. I'm glad that we're in schools because we get to see, like, how can we really mm-hmm. be the solution to the problem? Um, and also get other people who are also doing green work to be a part of that solution as well. But it's just like, man, like, so much is happening within these kids and, like, with the, the administrative staff on a day-to-day basis. I'm talking to people in the ministry staff about, like, one of the scholars that we work with. And, like, she came – one scholar, she came up to us. i sorry. We call them scholars. You call sometimes. them scholars. Um, I love that. It's so and cute. she was like, oh, yeah, I'm on medicine now. And I was mm-hmm. so – I was so sad that she just came up and just told me this because it was just like, you showed no reason for, them, for you to even be on this. And granted, I don't, like – I don't have a, a, a person – like, this is – I'm not trying to be as biased, but I talked to administrative staff about her, and she was like, "No, she's just very sensitive, and there's a lot of things going on in her household, Aww. and she actually should not be on medicine." Oh, so I was like, "Man, like 
she's having behavior issues because emotionally she does not know how mm-hmm. she doesn't have emotional regulation mm-hmm. she's not know how to properly express what's going on with her and like adults sometimes with all like the stress and frustration that happens day to day in schools they don't have the capacity to have to sit there and like really say like what is going on with you like how can we help you it's more so like you're having these issues we've talked to you multiple times you're still not doing what we're asking you to do we've talked with your parents we still like instead of saying like what's really happening and not even realize like she does not know like how to really express herself Mm -hmm. or like there was one time i think I had to bring a knife because we had to, oh, we had pineapples. Mm -hmm. And so I had to cut it. But like that scared her. That that made her uncomfortable. And so like we had to read, we have the plastic ones now. Great. The sharp plastic ones. For a pineapple though. You're going to cut this ahead of time. Yeah. Also that too. And so it was just like, but like seeing like how she is and like her trust with people isn't like, how like some other kids were because there's things that she's experienced so like she has to really trust you for her to even be Mm -hmm. comfortable with you or like i've talked to her multiple times i was just like hey man like i don't want to see you sitting outside your class like i want to see you in the class she was like i wasn't doing i was like yeah but like everyone's so used to you doing the wrong thing that even if you did the right thing they're still going to accuse you of doing it i was like you ever heard like the boy who like Cry. I was just mm-hmm. like, she's like, no, but I, like I would always check and got to a point where she like felt comfortable. She mm-hmm. would hug me and like embrace me and like always talk to me. But like people would categorize her as a certain way. Yeah, and I actually like, went, give up on her. I went to school with her aunt and her mom, not oh, knowing wow. that that was her family. Yeah, and I was like, man, like she's an incredible mm-hmm. like scholar. Like I love her. Like she's gonna do great things. And reminding her, like she's gonna like telling her that as well because like sometimes. There's so much going on with parents and they're not always able to be like like what they should for their child at the time. And so sometimes we have to take a step back and realize like we our job is to support and empower these kids in a, in a bigger way that's like beyond ourselves. And they might not be getting what they need at home. And so we have to take a step back. And I, and I, I learned that through like our programs. Mm-hmm. And so she's been with us since last year. So like I'm always just like, She's one of those, like, as scholars we have them, like, always making sure, checking in on her. Like, I sometimes reach out to her aunt because, like, her aunt literally, like, I, I was like, oh, my God, I knew your grandmother. Yeah. Like, making her feel, like, you know, like, seen and heard because that's actually what she really needed. Yeah. In a sense. And also, she did need more emotional regulation and she does need more tools so that she can thrive emotionally and, like, physically. Like, she has another scholar, which is, like, her best friend there. We did we did a hit session. Dino did it. Oh, fun! <laughs> and they we had um, I bought like one, two, three, and four and five pound, and then mm-hmm. I bought some ten pound weeds from five and below. And I bought some of the heavy ones, and I was like, but I gave them the 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 um the five. I think the four pounds. She was like, why are you giving us these baby weights? Oh heck yeah! <laughs> and I was just like, I mean, hey, if you want to get the and. So the other scholar who um, I was saying, like, has had a lot of issues, not issues, but challenges, um, her her best friend, like, is a great example for her because she's, like, powering it mm-hmm. through. And so, like, she's watching her and she's like, I need to do better, too. So she's yeah. like, see, like, she, she actually just needs good role models. She needs yeah. the right people around her because she wants to grow and be better. But she has to have people around that can help her do she that. She has to have an example of that. Yeah. What are the – what is what is this year? Like, what's on the forecast? And what are, what are you excited about, like, short-term and also long-term goal? Uh, so I think this year – I'm excited because this is the year we're streamlining everything. So, like, we went through the trial and error of, like, oh, we don't know what we're doing. We're just going to flow to, like, okay, we really want to do this. Now, like, this is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And then now creating the pieces of, like, our operations and, like, in terms of, like, systems in place. And now we need volunteers because I actually was teaching all the classes for the past two years. Oh, man. And, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And we were at another school like we're at Main Street Academy mm-hmm. and then Compass Collegiate Academy and then we work with Wings and Kids on Point this year so like I'm doing everything we have meetings like we have events on like 
running around. And so I was like, I can't continue to do this. Mm-hmm. And so my job this year was to create a, a space where I'm creating systems and streamlining everything so that the organization will succeed whether I'm there or not. So you need volunteers. Yeah. So we also work are creating, I'm almost finished with the volunteer system now, thank God. <laughs> um, and we're going to be doing our training probably in the next week or two. Um, but our, we're going to need like lead and um, lead educators. We call it wellness supporters. So wellness supporters are the ones who can just like, come in if they want to volunteer for that day um, or like come in each month and volunteer. We typically need like three volunteers for each session and one lead educator. Um, and then we also need admin support. So those who have like operation and like or finance, like other like administrative uh, specialties who can come and be a service to the organization to help kind of take the load off of things that I mm-hmm. also do not have the capacity for. Um, my job is like not to figure out how can I get this done, but like who there you can go. we work with to get this done? Um, because I think for the longest I felt like I needed to do everything. It's like, no, like I can't, that's not realistic. And I can't structure this organization with that type of mindset. Because then you'll burn out and- and then then it won't happen. Then the business won't happen. Right. Yeah. So like this year is like the year where like we're going to be doing fundraising this year, which I'm What really are you doing? Excited. So we um, – Ethos and the Works are mm-hmm. been – they're our community partners this year. And so they're also helping, which I'm always like – we all had a meeting yesterday. And I was like, thank you guys so much. It was just like, listen, we know you're thankful. Like we're a family. Like we believe in what you're doing and like they've also like joey's came to volunteer Mm -hmm. which also was very eventful (laughs) i bet (laughs) side note i just want to say this really quickly the kids just loved him one of the scholars was just like you're so attractive you're so handsome and literally they're playing in his hair and just like (laughs) i bet he loved that (laughs) that's great but he has so much fun and they had Mm -hmm. so much fun with him he's like really good with kids and like um, Sarah and like her team, like Khalid and everybody, like they've been a part of our emotional wellness program, um, like thoroughly involved. And so like she also and their team also understands like like why our why mm-hmm. and like what the difference makes by like what we do. And so I think like they've been so invested. They're like we know like because I'm I'm actually not I'm not paying myself at all and so they were like you need to pay yourself oh yeah they're teaching you how to do it i was like oh but i want to make sure we can i want to pay somebody first they're just like no like you can do both (laughs) you just need one person and yourself so like they're all kind of really helping make sure we can get the necessary funds Mm -hmm. to make sure our programs can thrive and that we can get everything else we need so the organization can thrive as a whole yeah um so that's going to be this year that's awesome Um, which I'm excited because I appreciate doing that. And mm-hmm. then really just I'm excited that we are streamlining everything. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's been a long time coming of like, I guess not a long time. Two years isn't, isn't that long. But it, I feel like everything that's happened in the past two years, it has been like a lot. But I'm thankful for it. And I think now that we have direction and clarity, I think this is the year where like everything will be in place like once we go into 2024, like we can do even more. You can be more effective. Right. Exactly. Yeah. What's your someday dream vision? So our long-term goal is to have an affordable facility in the community where like our community, especially lower income communities, can have access to wellness. So where they can walk and go and, and work out or have access to like a cooking or nutrition class or emotional wellness resources, mental health resources, where like they actually have a space where they can actually make their health the way of life. Mm-hmm. That's our long-term goal of like, this is what we want to see happen within our community. This is important. I think oftentimes when we see in our community, they don't really have those spaces. Um, typically you see like corner stores with like junk food and everything or like you know, um, liquor stores and just other things. And like, they never have a space where they can be like, okay, I have somewhere I can go to, to actually Mm -hmm. like me and my kids can come and like make our health the way of life. And like make it a part of their community. Right. Yeah. I always think about that because not everyone has transportation and affordability. Like not everyone can afford to like a lot of like 
gyms and boutiques gym boutiques like they're mm-hmm. expensive they're not like the average person who might work two or three jobs they can't afford to do that especially if they have a lot of kids and other responsibilities so like that's where my mind goes of like how can we make sure it's equal opportunity for mm-hmm. everybody to have accessibility where there's no limitations yeah what do you need from the charleston community I just need more people who are good at other things that I'm not, like marketing, operations. Like, I'm good at operations, but, like, there's things that I need to focus on as the executive director mm-hmm. and founder that I don't need to be focusing on. You can't on. do everything. Yeah, yes. like, I need more teachers. We need, like, dietitians or nutritionists who can help with, like, the structuring of our programs to make sure it's meeting the needs. We need more fitness instructors, exercise science majors, and so on who can come in and be like, because our goal was to fine tune our program, but I need other people who specialize in areas because like, I just have a certification, but I need people who like, this is what we do who can come in and say, okay, like help us create like our lesson plans and everything else. So that way, like, it's more sustainable mm-hmm. and it's also coming from both ends of the spectrum where like yes i come from the community but i'm also like relying on those who actually like do this on a daily basis who is a dietitian you know who is a fitness instructor or someone who can come in and not just come and teach the classes but like help us like make sure our program and like the lessons we're teaching the kids mm-hmm. actually are helping them thrive yeah where did you get the name mad park uh, so I met a young lady, her her kid's name was Madison and Parker. And she said something about Mad Park. And I was like, oh, this is a good business name. <laughs> and she just disregarded me. She was just like talking about her kids. Sure, she Madison was like, yeah. Parker, yeah. She was like, <laughs> Madison and Parker. And I was like, cool. Um, and I just like, I love this name. And I, I wanted to stay away from like a typical like name for the like most nonprofits, I wanted to be something that was like very branded, branded and like, like on trend, bright. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, this is different, and it makes people think like, what is this? And like, yeah, like what the heck is Mad Park? And so like that's why I was like, we have to go with this name, like we have to do this. So did you tell the mom that you and she? Was I have inspired not you? seen her since. <laughs> no, she but might hey, want like royalties. <laughs> I just, your, your your kid's name just there inspired, like, yeah. everything. So, shout-outs to you. I always like to ask, um, what's something that you are really focusing on in your own health and wellness right now in this year? Um, I think just making more time for self-care. I feel like I live, eat, and breathe in that part. So, yeah. like, I my goal this year was just to, like, have more fun and enjoy my life because I can't, like, fuel from, the, like, an empty cup. And I need to be able to do things for myself in order to come back and, like, pour more things into the organization. Um, so, like, I've been, like, going salsa dancing and, like, just inviting Ooh. my friends. And, like, I'm like, oh, I want to, like, take a ballet class or, like, just I have a skateboard. So, I was like, I want to, like, start skateboarding and, like, I have roller skates. So I was like, I'm going to roller skate more this year. And just finding ways to, like, have more fun and enjoy my life and, like, having people to do that with as well and not just kind of live in this like bubble where I'm like just all like Work business all business the time. yeah and just spending more time with my family I was so sad we had a we did the field day for one of the schools but it was my niece's birthday and her kindergarten graduation and I missed it because of like what we were doing I was like man like I don't want to miss moments like this anymore Mm -hmm. because of like yes we are doing this but this wasn't a priority in terms of like that we won't be with that school next year because it it didn't align with like who we are as an organization and so like I also had to learn that and then that also opens up more room for me to be able to like do more things with my nieces and nephews and my family like really be there and like not miss as many things because I'm so like on the grind Mm -hmm. with stuff um so like that's been like my my main focus just enjoy your life yeah I think that's something that gets Miss, especially in the like personally too that was my goal for this year just like slow down and enjoy life more because as we're passionate and driven to try to create this thing and build this thing to help others lives we usually forget about our own yeah and then you pour from an empty cup and you resent it and you don't set boundaries and you're you don't show up the way that you want to when it's it's the things that we preach all the time that we have to learn ourselves. Like, oh, we need to take care of ourselves. Right. And then we can take care of this business. What is um, 
I want to know like your go-to Saturday in Charleston. Dang, I just like going to the bookstore. <laughs> okay, all right. Which bookstore? I go to Barnes and Nobles a lot. I used to like I like Mr. Case, but they're closing Mr. Case. Where's that? It's a used bookstore in North okay. Charleston. It's uh before you get to the outlet. It's like in that shopping oh, okay. area where yeah. Panera is. Yeah. Okay. They're so, closing it. Yeah. What kind of books do you like to read? Um, one I like to read a lot of health books. I feel mm. like I'm always. What I are just, you reading right now? Oh, I am reading a book called. Look, I'm just gonna look. You're book. good. You're good. I want to make sure I say it correctly. <laughs> are you an audiobook person? No, I kind of. Everyone's like, "Oh, you should do that." I'm just like, man, if the voice sounds wrong, I don't want to listen to <laughs> I just it. Can't do it. Yeah, that plays a big role. It's called Who Not How. Oh yeah, because you mentioned you. You literally said it. You were like, well, "Not how I can do it, but who will so do it?" Here's the crazy thing about this book. He got one of his who's to write it. Mm. He didn't even write it. Yeah. This is just his format. But like he just kind of like read through and made sure the outline of the book is like what it's supposed to be and like thrives yeah. based off like what the foundation he built. But the fact that he got one of his like who's to do it just like really solidifies yeah. the whole book. Yeah. So I was just like, man, this is incredible. Cause it teaches you like I think in society, especially in America, we're very like us or oh, I can do I'm gonna like, have to do it all on my it's own. It's never team like oriented and so like and like I'm gonna do it the best way. And like it's so hard to to give it away, but he literally gave his book away to someone else. Yeah. Which is really cool because I think his the person who's like declares this who felt, really felt like he needed to write this book and he was like, well, you write it. Then you do and, it. Yeah. yeah. And then like I'll just look and make sure everything's good. But I thought it was cool. That and then like I read a lot of John Maxwell books um, on like leadership and mm-hmm. growth. I want to be like a really, really good um, leader. Mm-hmm. And so like leadership starts with like you or with me. And I, in order for me to have a thriving team, um, which I'm in, in preparation for, I have to be like I have to lead by example. And so like I have to be the example. Mm-hmm. So I read a lot of books on like how I can grow and like just be better. And I'm always just like having conversations with people like, hey, can I set up a meeting with you? I just want to like, I, I think I said, I asked Joe, I was like, I just want to have like a leadership meeting and like learn, learn from, from you. you and like you have such a great team. And I want to mm-hmm. like learn, like I'm going to have a team soon. And so I want to like learn, like how did you get such amazing people on your team? Um, so like that's kind of like the books that I like care about. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm not as, as a child, I was into fiction. Oh, I love a fiction before bed. Because I feel like if I'm reading like business or leadership before bed, it's hard to sleep because I'm just thinking about it. So I have like my fairy romance dystopia novels before bed. (laughs) It's like in the morning I have like my health and then I have my like mindfulness and then I'll have my leadership. And then at night it's like fairies. So (laughs) that's and that's why I watch like Netflix and stuff. Exactly. You got to just like I need a buffer. Otherwise, like you're going to go to bed thinking about this and wake up thinking about it. And I feel like you got to turn your brain off so that when it's on, you're at full force. Yeah. See, I'm a student at heart. I I just, I love, I always love school for some reason. Like, hey, I was like, I love to learn. Yeah, um, I love school. But I just, I love learning from people and I love finding ways to like, I love reminders. I think I pray for that always. Like, I always pray that God gives me reminders so that way I can like stay and stay on the course. And so like, I always love things that like make me think and like evaluate or like make sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And so like, I'm always just like wanting to learn from people and books are like one of those ways for me. But I always was an avid reader. I'm just gonna tell the story and I'm gonna stop. But um, books are just a thing for me. My, my sister used to take me to the library all the time. I had like a little wagon. Yeah. So I would try to fit yeah. as many books as I could on the wagon just so I can make sure that like you're like I a get, little girl with the wagon, like yeah, walking with with it but full. I, just having the books just made me so happy. I, I just I also lived in the <laughs> so library. As a we child. love books. Got yeah. it. I'm yeah a bo- big books book girl and like notebooks and stuff. Yeah, I love notebooks. Before we wrap up, where can our listeners find you? How can people sign up to volunteer? How can people donate? So right now, every th- we're in the midst of getting our website done. It's been a long time coming. Mm-hmm. It's coming. Yay. That's exciting now. Um, so until then, you can just go um, on Mad Park Community, um, on Instagram. I think in the next week or so, we should have 
it where they can go on our link tree to like mm-hmm. sign up um to volunteer if they want to be in a newsletter they can sign up or if they just want to email us um as well they can also do that so or just dm us as well a lot of Slide people just dms DM, Mm-hmm. just give me like five to six days to respond <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> five to seven business days <laughs> seriously i there's just so much happening that i have to like pace myself because we have i have meetings are kind of like a lot for me mm. and so after meetings i'm just you drained yeah 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 you an introvert yeah i mean you love books of course yeah but I, even though my best friend says that I'm an extrovert, he was like, you would just thrive in New York. And I was like, I love that you think this about me. <laughs> I want to be that person, but I want to <laughs> I want to read books. Well, Stephanie, I think that you're doing amazing things. Thank you so much for taking the time. I know this isn't a book that you're reading, but I really appreciate you sharing your story so openly, sharing your mission and being so passionate and changing this community. Thank you for allowing me to share the story of Matt Park and like, asking to like be on this um i said it earlier i'm gonna say it again. i'm very honored and grateful um i i don't take any opportunity as like something to just boast about but like i'm i appreciate it thank you of course thank you so much thank you so much for tuning in if you're looking to connect with stephanie and mad park those links are in the show notes below otherwise please subscribe to the show follow us on instagram at healthy charleston to stay in the know and have an awesome week